This is Lady Tiffany Ma, and this is My Mind Emporium. Welcome to my podcast, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, everybody out there in the world. How you guys are doing? Um, it is a lovely Wednesday. It's supposed to be a lovely Wednesday, but if it's not, it's cool. It is what it is. What it is. I don't care. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I like to get this podcast started with some stories that are heavy on my mind, and then I get straight to the topic. So, um, well, stories that intrigued me. How about those apples? All righty. Here we go. Um, this story is from the Jasmine brand. It was written by Sharp Patterson. And the story states, Keeping Up with Kardashian Hits denied Kim Kardashian and Ray J. Tape made the show happen. It was not about that at all. Okay, Kim Kardashian, soon to be ex-husband, even said that her sex tape was the reason why she was famous. So, okay, you know what? And my thing is, she didn't argue with that. So why has Akiva Mark Kardashians is saying, no, 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 we didn't want to give her a TV show at all because she showed her whole vagina on the camera. No, 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 no. Let's read into the delusion of this. Let's go. It says, as the famous Kardashians prepare for the end of Ease Keeping Up with Kardashians, after 20 seasons, network heads, producers, and stars of the show are clearing the air of how the reality series came to be. Keeping Up with the Kardashians premiered in 2007. I was 17 years old. That's a very long time. Months after Kim Kardashian, infamous sex tick with reality star and single Ray J leaked. While there is tons of speculation that the tape is Kim Kardashian and her family social claims of fame, producers are shutting down those rumors. Lisa Berger, who was the executive vice president of original programming and series development at E! at the time, told the LA Times earlier this month, I think everyone liked the sex tape made the show happen. It was so not about that at all. Well, it definitely wasn't the boutique that they own. Farnaz Farjam, executive producer of Barnum and Murray Productions, spoke on tape being a topic of conversation in first episode, which showed Kim Kardashian going to Tyra Banks' talk show and being asked about the controversy. I remember Kim being conflicted about it because she hated everything that was going on around the tape. We all talked about it. We just had to own all the controversy around the family and jump in with both feet in the first episode. Then the audience can get to know them at a much deeper level than what's been tabloid headline. Okay. I want to tell y'all this. I ain't gonna lie. Y'all just won't let this sex tape go. I mean, you know, Kim Kardashian and, and Kim Kardashian and her family, you know, her sisters. Um, unfortunately, the brother has not been able to gain off this bullshittery of it all. But everybody has been able to gain and have been able to make empires after this sex tape. But to say the sex tape is not part of the equation, nobody knew who the hell she was. She was Paris Hilton's assistant. Nobody knew who she was. So for people to think that they can act like that's not the reason behind the career, that's it. But it is it, it is kind of frustrating for me. I'm not a Kardashian fan, but it is kind of frustrating that y'all always bring it up. 
Like, even the producers have to bring the sex tape up. And it's like, okay, now y'all just scraping at the bottom of the barrel to stay relevant. Nobody gives a fuck anymore. She has a sex tape. Ever since then, 5,000, 25,000, 5,000, 2,500, 600 people have came out with a sex tape since then. And it did not work like that for them. So, to keep bringing up something that make you relevant, it further proves that it made you relevant. Stupid. Next question. I mean, next question. <laughs> next story. Next story is this. Ugh, this whole Safari and Erica Mena situation is getting nasty, which is really her, not him. Um, but he kind of low-key started it when he was like, I regret marrying her. So this is from The Shade Room, and it was written by China Lovelace. And it says, Safari and Erica Mena disagree on who should have primary custody of their children amid divorce. Erica Mena filed for divorce from her estranged husband, Safari, just a few weeks ago. And it looks like the battle over who gets what is already underway. The couple who have been married for less than two years are not on the same page about who should get custody of daughter Sapphire and their baby on the way. According to the new, new report from TMZ, Safari wants to have joint custody of the children despite Erica's request for primary custody of their children. He stated the consistent and uninterrupted parenting and visitations are in the best interest of the children. Safari wants Erica to remain in their home. However, he wants to maintain exclusive possession of the vehicles and maintain all personal properties that obtain individually throughout the marriage. Safari also trying to protect his coin. The report said he wants the court to deny Erica any rights to receive alimony and allow court to determine child support. This is unbelievable. This situation right here is ridiculous. I, I don't quite understand. Um, The reason I say it's ridiculous is because it feels like she's making this situation harder and she's trying to get money out the situation. Well, it's simple as this. Just have joint custody. Why are you trying to make things hard? It's not like he has a criminal background. It's not like he's a bad person. It's not like he's any of these other things. I just want to know why are you making something what could be a clean parture? Because I really think they need to get an annulment. But she's so busy on getting alimony and child support that she's not looking at the damage she's doing to her family. So I think this is so silly. I think it's silly when people do this. If I don't want you, I don't want you. And it ain't got nothing to do with the kids. And I just want a clean cut. I don't want your money. I don't want your cars. I don't want your clothes. And I don't want your hoes. If I want to divorce the guy, I don't want nothing from him. I just want to be able to be happy. And it seems like she's making it hard because of some funky money. And it's stupid. It's silly. Like, this could be a very clean cut. And this whole marriage really needs to be annulled. It's stupid. But, you know, she has to have a storyline for next season of Love and Hip Hop. Am I not mistaken? Next story is BallerAlert.com, and it says Apple Pay Oregon woman multi-million dollar settlement after technician used her phone to post explicit photos and videos online. Here we go. <laughs> Technology is getting creepy. Apple, this was blogged by Raquel Harris TV, by the way. So it says um, Apple Pay's Oregon woman multi-million dollar settlement after technician used her iPhone 
to post explicit photos and videos online. Apple has paid a woman millions in damages as a technician from the company used her iPhone to post explicit videos. An Oregon woman received a multi-million dollar settlement at the technician she paid to fix her phone instead of uploading explicit photos and videos to the internet. According to The Guardian, the woman sent her phone in to be repaired on January 14, 2016 by an Apple-approved repair contractor called Pegatron Technology Service in California. While they were handling the phone, the tech uploaded extremely personal and private material to the woman's Facebook page and other places online. According to the court documents, the content was uploaded to the internet to appear as if the woman uploaded them herself. You can't trust no damn body in this bitch. You can't trust nobody. I mean, I, all I asked for you was to fix my phone. If I just asked you to fix my phone, don't be getting sneaky and putting all your little nasty habits on my phone. Like, come on. Chill out. Calm down, friend. Calm down. All right, I have another story. This one is probably going to hurt Atlanta more than it's going to help Atlanta. But if you're tired of being the losing team every season, it is what it is. Um, so this was written by CBSSports.com. And it says, um, Julio Jones just got a new number from the Titans after refusing to take number 11 from teammate A.J. Brown. So basically, Julio Jones has moved on to go to the um, the, the uh, Tennessee Titans. This was written by John Reach 20 hours ago. For the first time in his NFL career, Julio Jones won't be wearing number 11 when he takes the field this year. Instead, the former Falcon receive will be receiver will be switched to number two. Number 11 adds up to two anyway. So okay, whatever. Um, Julio actually had the option to wear 11 in Tennessee because it was offered to him by A.J. Brown, but the Titans receiver revealed on Tuesday that Jones shot down the opportunity to wear the number that he wore for 10 seasons in Atlanta. Here's what Brown had to say about the situation on Twitter. Number 11 till I retire. I tried to give it up and he wouldn't take it. Respect. When Brown said he tried to give it up, he's not kidding. As early as April 28th, Brown made it clear that he would be willing to give his number number his number to, to Jones if the Titans were able to pull off the trade. Um after the trade went down on Sunday, Brown said that he was already working on getting a new number so that Jones could have 11. I'm in the works with working with coach Mike Barbell about something about the number, Brown said. I tried to switch to number 1, but it didn't go through. But I'm trying to be a good teammate and look out for him and, you know, let him go out on the right foot. But we'll see. All the jerseys purchased should stop for a while. Just give it a little, like a month, until we find out what's going on. So this is about the number. This is not about trade, but he did trade to the Tennessee Titans. Um, I don't know why I always find an article explaining something else. But kudos to him for moving to the Titans. Hopefully he... um. We'll be able to accomplish what uh, he couldn't with the Falcons. Y'all, I ain't going to tell y'all how I feel about the Falcons. Um, the Falcons have felt, um, um Look, I'm about to use the F word. That's not the word I was going to try to say. The Falcons have sucked for the past decade. Um, we had a chance to go to the Super Bowl twice. 
and we lost twice. We lost against one team that was an easy beat and another team that was not an easy beat, but we were up by 28 and lost like stupid asses. So I don't know if this to better the Falcons or to make the Falcons the worst. I don't know. The Falcons might have been um, – might be a team that's paid to lose. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know about the politics of uh, sports. And at this point, I don't care because I'm tired of my team losing. You know, matter of fact, I don't care about sports no more. Forget that. I said that. <clears throat> So today is June 9th. I want to talk to you guys about some things that's going on with the planetary alignments when it comes to June 9th. This is a new segment I am adding to my, my um, thing. So um, as anybody know, um, there's going to be a solar eclipse in Gemini. So, and then there, um, so this is about to be intense. So um, I'm reading this thing for June 9th, and it says the angels are saying to you, stop selling for less than you deserve. You have to put up with enough over the years. It's time for you to put yourself first and not feel guilty about it. You need to be up, be in your own corner above anyone else. Someone soon will make you realize your worth. Just wait. Oh, girl. That was something I need to hear. I need to hear that. So, yes. Uh, we are going to have a solar eclipse. I will talk about the solar eclipse tomorrow. But today, we're going to talk about that man from Tord. Um, I don't know how you heard, but we're on the street. He said, this guy time traveled to the past. And tell us about the future. So we'll be talking about that today. That was something I needed. And then I posted. So today we're going to be talking about the man from Tori. I don't know if y'all heard the story. But y'all gonna hear the story if you have not heard the story about the man from Tory, okay? Well, sit back and relax and enjoy the show. And this is not a, like, I wouldn't say this is negative. It's not, it was not bad and it's not anxiety driven. Um, This story is a little bit more like, huh? What? What? Daddy was. Who did where you were? But I don't know if I tell y'all this. I've been watching um the show Dark. And it's about time traveling. And it's about there's like a mine, a, a shutdown mind in a European country. I'm not quite sure. I think it's German, Germany, something like that. I'm not quite sure. And this little boy goes into the mine and um, he ends up in 1986 and he's looking for his father and he runs into a teenage version of his dad. So it's, it's very interesting for me. It talks about time travel and they say time travel goes into a circle of motion. So it's, it's interesting. 
So this story right here is going to make you question some things. Um, so we'll be talking about the man from Torrid. This article was written by News Nation TV. Um, this our article is from News Nation TV. It was written by it was updated February the 14th, 2020. <laughs> no disrespect to the person who wrote this article. I cannot pronounce your name. Um, but I'm very aware that you wrote this article and I didn't. Um, it says Torrid Mystery, the man who vanished as mysteriously as he came. It says New Delhi. It was July 1954. Okay, so this happened in July 1954. It didn't happen recently. Sorry. When a smartly dressed man arrived at Haneda Airport in Tokyo, Japan, much like other passengers, he makes his way to customs. Whatever happened from his point onward have left all puzzled and concerned. When questioned by the custom officers, the mysterious passenger said he was from Torrid, also referred to as Torrid Mystery. The mystery man claimed that it was the third time he was visiting Japan from his country. But to surprise of an officer, they couldn't find any country named Torrid. The primary language of language of the man described as Caucasian looking with a beard was French. However, she was purportedly speaking Japanese in many other languages as well. Officers were perplexed because they had never heard about any other any such country. The passport of the man was issued by a course of the a course the tourists. By issued by a course the tourists of the tourists. Other torrid. Keep saying Taurus is torrid. The passport looked authentic, but the place was not recognized. Location of Torrid, the man was then given a map and asked to point out his country. He immediately the, he immediately man pointed to the area. You know when words are out of order. I am out of order. I'm a Virgo. I like order. I'm thinking that this was translated by somebody in India. Okay, so that's that. He immediately pointed to the area occupied by the Principality of Andorra. Andorra is at the border of France and Spain. The man said that his country had been in existence for 1,000 years and was a little puzzled why his country was called Andorra on the map. The man argued with customs officer for long and refused to give in. What is the mystery all about? He was also carrying currency of a different country, probably because he had made several business trips. The mystery man shared other details like the company from which he was working and the hotel where he stayed. Officials found out that the company which he mentioned existed in Tokyo, but not in Torrid. Similarly, the, sim similarly, the hotel he mentioned did exist, but hotel employee informed them that no booking was made. This prompts officers to make the man in custody for further interrogation. Officers put the mystery man in the hotel nearby with list that conducted their investigations. Mystery man vanished amid tight security. To ensure that the man didn't escape, two guards was placed at the door. It must be mentioned that the hotel in which he was staying out only had one entry and exit point. But to everyone's surprise, the man vanished next morning. Not only that, but all his personal documents had also disappeared. A search was laid, launched for, to find the man, but in vain. The thing which troubled, 
was troubling investigating officers was that he put up in a room high up in a multi-story hotel building with no balcony. Unexplained phenomenon. Some people argue that the mystery man was indeed from Tor, but the country happens to be in another universe and somehow passed through a paranormal dimension. It ends up at Haneda Airport. Another theory is that the man was a time traveler and had mistakenly landed at the plane. Above all this, there are people who claim that it's just an elaborate internet hoax. So that's today's story about the man from Torin. Here's my theory. And see, you know what? I forgot about the whole dimension thing. We talked about dimensions. We talked about multiple dimensions and, and stuff like that. We talked about that recently. Um, This story to me, this happened in 1954. This sounds like some, what's the name of those characters in the show, uh, The Umbrella Academy? Hazel and... What's his name? Hazel and... Um, how can I forget Hazel and what you call his name? Hazel and... Into the thick of it. <laughs> Hazel and Cha Cha. Isn't that what their name are? Hazel and Cha Cha. What's his name, Hazel? I'm not quite sure if his name was Hazel. I just know that somebody's name was Hazel. Because he fell in love with old donut girl. Um, this sounds like some shit that they were supposed that that that's going on in that show. It is his name was Hazel. So his name is Hazel. It's Hazel and Cha Cha. Gotcha. Hazel and Cha Cha. This sounds like some Hazel and Cha Cha shit. Um, there's a lot of unexplained things that have happened. There will always be unexplained things that happen, unexplained events, unexplained situations, all that, all that, all that. Um, but you have to understand, um, we also live in a day and age where people, because uh, at the time it was 1954, and I'm going to throw in a monkey wrench because I'm going to be straight up honest with you. Even though there's theories that this person time traveled, could have time traveled, and there's theories that this person could have time traveled or came from another dimension, there's also a theory that this individual could have just simply had one thing which is a mental illness. Um, granted, I don't know how easy it is to fake documents in 1954. And granted, the man disappeared, guarded, had two guards at the door, and there was no balcony in the hotel room he was in. And there was only one way in and one way out. So there goes the theory of him having a mental illness. 
But understand that you're going to have cases where people will tell you a story and you have to understand that mental illness does play a huge part in that case. Um, but in this case, this guy actually had documents from Tori. He had information about Tori. He, um, he, he just, he had currency from different countries. So him being, and it's crazy because he said it's, endure and i don't know why i thought about because i told you the story yesterday where i said that i wrote a story and there was a certain country that was named taurus but in this story this man pointed to now andorra okay so let's let's talk about andorra because you know what we don't really talk about andorra a lot Because I want to see if Andorra still exists. Okay. We I want to talk about that. Because we live in 2021. This happened in 1954. And I want to see if we're close to if Andorra is close to being Torrid. So I want to go ahead and do that. I want to go ahead and do that. Oh, because I want to see how close we are. So I just typed this in, and this is in bold letters on Google, and it says Andorra is a tiny country in southwestern Europe located. Girl. Now I exit out my own little story. Where did it go? Oh, I hate this. Okay. It says, Andorra is a tiny country in southwestern Europe located in the eastern Pyrenees Mountains and bordered by Spain and France. Was isolated it is currently a prosperous country mainly because of tourism and its status as tax haven. Andorra is not part of the European Union, but it uses the euro as its currency. Mm. Isn't that interesting? It's not part of the European Union, but it uses euros. It says, Andorra is a parliamentary co-principality with the president of France and the Catholic bishop of Uruguay, Catalonia, Spain, as co-prince. The current head of government is Xavier Espot Zamora of the Democrat for Andorra. Executive power is excised by the government. I'm going to the Britannica.com. This is written by Vincente Rodriguez, and it says, Andorra, a small independent European co-principality situated among the southern peaks of the Pyrenees Mountains and bounded by France to the north and east by Spain to the southwest. It is one of the smallest states in Europe. The capital is Andorra La Vella. 
It's the former government's parliamentary and co-principality with legislation. The head of state, the head of state is President of France, Emmanuel Macron, Bishop of Uruguay, Spain, and John Enric V. Sicilia. Hmm. It has a population of 700,000, 782,000. The population projection for 2030 is 77,900. So I don't hear anything bad about Andorra. But, Andorra becoming its own country is not too far from it, from this. So basically, Andorra is a small country between Spain and France. It seems as though Spain and France runs this country. How important to Andorra? Because the foundation is shaky here, y'all. <coughs> the foundation is very shaky here. This country is kind of like Palestine. Granted, it was Palestine first and now it's Israel. We talked about that, but honey, we already talked about that. We ain't going to go into it. We're going to call it spade a spade. Palestine was its own country, and now it's just this small, what it used to be, taken over by Israel, okay? So, Andorra is this itty-bitty country that is in the middle of the borders of Spain and France. That's a weird lodge between two countries, and it's very small. It's not that many people there. Um, if I had to say, you probably can fit Andorra into Atlanta. Yeah, I said it. Atlanta would. And it becoming another country. As soon as I look at that stuff, as soon as I looked at Andorra and saw where it's lodged at, it's not too far-fetched. Endure becoming torrid. He never said he was from a different time period, this man from Torrid. He just said he was from Torrid and he was trying to get back home, I guess. And um, he mistakenly came to 1954, um, Tokyo, Japan. And, of course, it locked him up because they thought he was crazy and he was acting crazy and weird. But with how unstable the foundation is right now, and the foundation is very unstable, it is not impossible for Andorra to become Tory. But my question is, will Andorra become Tory and try to take over Spain and France? Or will endure? I shouldn't ate all them eggs, Sandy. I'm over here trying to do this and trying to be serious and 
I ate egg and I had a Coke and that's not good for me to do for her podcast. I don't know why I did that, but this is just really like, this is ghetto. It's very ghetto to be belching on the air right now. This is awful. Back to the regularly scheduled program. I don't think it's impossible for Endure to become Torrid. Um, with how things are going and how we are going with this whole situation, uh, and because it is a principality, there's a possibility that this country, because it's not a part of a European Union, could become Torrid. But what are the events that will lead to Endora becoming Torrid? Or we can go to Plan B. I'm not trying to be funny. We can go to Plan B and say that it's a whole different um, dimension. And if Endora is not Endora in another dimension, then what are Spain and France in this dimension? And what happened for Torrid to become Torrid? Um, I feel like these people did not ask this man any questions. They didn't ask him what year he came from. They didn't ask him what dimension he came from. They didn't ask him any of these things whatsoever. It was just that he said he was from Torrid and everybody was like, yeah, right. He's a dean bat and just put him in a room had somebody guard him, and somehow he got out. And like I said, once again, it's a possibility. It's just a trend, and somebody just telling the story um, to put out some weird internet trend, you know, like we talk about with the Slender Man and, and stuff like that. But... If this really happened... Is Torrid the future of Endor? Or is Torrid what Endor is in another dimension? And how did it become Torrid? What is going on there? And are there flying cars? And as someone who was born in the 90s, I am highly frustrated that we went into the 2000s and we still don't have flying cars. I was lit for flying cars. Hello, when are we going to have these? Okay, I wanted to Lilu my way across the street. Okay, I wanted to fly and jump across the building in a white bodysuit. Granted, we got to work on the bodies to wear that bodysuit because, girl, you can't have any kind of cottage cheese with that costume. But, <laughs> but back to what I'm saying, you know, I just, I'm curious to, if it's another dimension, if somebody accidentally got into a pocket hole in another dimension or whatever. Um, This did happen in 1954. This happened after World War II. Um, and there's a lot of unbelievable things that happened through World War II because it's also something that happened during World War II was uh, Battle of L.A., Y'all heard of Battle of L.A.? That brings me into the topic I want to talk about. We're going to talk about Battle of L.A. Uh, I, that, that's something that I didn't see in a video. That's something I found on um, a show called Factor Fiction. And there's basically pictures from 1947 where they saw, like, flying saucers in the sky. And, of course, the U.S. got their big guns and started shooting at the saucers in the sky. And everybody's trying to figure out what that was. 
So I feel like the foundation that we're standing on right now is going to lead to things that we never seen. Our eyes have never seen. So the story about the man from Torrid, whether it's true or not, I don't know. But we'll find out in the future because indoor does not look like it's something that's on stable grounds. Even though, well, it is on stable grounds. Endor is very successful. But can Endor have enough manpower to get out of the principality and become its own country and then become Torrid? Or is Torrid just in another dimension? So this is a very interesting story. I found it to be very cool. And it led me to talk about another topic I want to talk about, which is Battle, uh, Battle of L.A., the pictures of Battle of LA they have in 1947. So, y'all sit back and relax. I mean, not sit back and relax. Y'all, thank you for listening to my podcast. <laughs> this is Lady Tiffany Mod's Mind Emporium. The veil is thinning. And my favorite line of all times is the night is dark and full of terrors, girl. The night is dark and full of terrors. Be careful out there. I'm like Audi. I'm like so Audi. <laughs>